a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Untitled Catholic Podcast, episode 21, an extravaganza here with Father Sean McGaldy. Is it like an extravaganza like Tony Danza when he used to have his show? It's close enough because <laughs> with us is also Mr. Joe Boncada. As the French say, bonjour. And as always, Nolan Reynolds! That was perfect. <laughs> Spot on. Later I think on, end the podcast just right now. That was perfect. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a merry Christmas. God bless you. Christmas. This is our dominate your biscuits. Dominate your biscuits. <laughs> Christmas spectacular. To our left, coming on in a little while, we have the best youth minister on Long Island, next to Nolan Reynolds. Well, he's not a youth minister. He's a campus That's minister. That's true. All right. So, therefore, he's the best youth minister on Long Island. And then we'll have the second best youth minister on Long Island. And then we'll have the second Island. best youth minister here on the Untitled Youth Ministry Podcast. <laughs> How about that for a teaser? How's that for a teaser? Um, You're going to want to stick around for this. I think I'm going to just get this out of the way. The People Loving Nashville Christmas Spectacular was a huge success. Raised over 100 hoodies. We danced our face off. Nolan, I know you were praying for it all week, so I thank you for that. Yep, my knees are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Father Sean, I know you forgot about it. Nope, I saw the poster. I thought the poster was cool, and uh, I knew that I didn't even need to pray because the poster took care of itself. That's not true. That's called Pelagianism. I, didn't be- I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it live on Instagram stories. Yep, Joe Bacato <laughs> watched it live. Joe Bacato is actually probably the only one who was actually invested. <laughs> Very invested. So for Joe, this is a three-peat now. This is the third time he's been on the podcast, but yes. the first time that he's been on with Justin, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is amazing. This is the first time I've seen both Father Sean and Joe in the flesh. Since August. Since August. I'm so excited right now. I peed myself a little bit. (laughs) That's not true. I didn't do that. I peed myself. Although it's the second lie you've told, and the podcast is only like five minutes old. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say something? And I'm going to ask you guys a question right now, okay? Okay. Okay. I was getting really excited, and we'll talk about confession again at the end of the episode because I didn't think we did a good enough job last week. And that's with the second best youth minister on Long Island. And so, yeah, because she's a part of the story that we'll tell later. So I was preaching about going to confession because our parish has confession the Monday before Christmas um, from 3 p.m. to, I mean, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. So I was trying to give my big go to confession pitch. And one of the things I was trying to explain is how much God loves us. And I was saying, like, God loves us so much that he became a human. That's what we're celebrating with, with um, Christmas, that God becomes man. And that he entered in the world not as, like, a king, but as a baby. Like, Jesus needed his diapers changed. I was like, God pooped his pants for us. And then people started laughing. And I said, maybe I shouldn't say that. But he did. <laughs> I was like, think about that. Jesus pooped himself for us. Is that why, Joe, is that why you poop yourself for your students? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, try to, I try to live my best uh, as close to Jesus' life as I possibly can. And, and you know what? Had Jesus left to a, a le, uh, lived his life to a ripe old age, he might have done it in, in elderliness, too. That's right. But that's just yeah, pure right, speculation yeah. on my part. Let's not, that's let's not call that, you know. Let's not call that's that not dogma or anything. Or doctrine. Yeah, it's not, that's, that's, not not, that's not dogma. It's just a theological observation from Nolan P. Reynolds. You're welcome. And that's <laughs> since Nolan is the closest to the elderly out of this bunch here. How dare you? Clubberg's <laughs> <laughs> in the room still, isn't he? Yeah, yes, he's, yes, he's yes, in the room. All right, he so Clubberg's got me by a few years. He can't hear you quite yet. Yeah. I he's think just well, saying that you're old, Clubberg. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> So true. We're going to bring Clawberg into our second segment when we all discuss Star Wars, um, which I have a funny story that leads into that. But I think our first segment, while we're all here, should be our uh, Christmas taste test. 
So um, my favorite Werner, Emma, who is a member of our youth group a, um, uh, and a student at St. John the Baptist, where our good friend and friend of the podcast, Father Rob, is. And um, so for Christmas, she gave me uh, a, a very nice present. It is tea bags of kombucha with my face on it and the guy... <laughs> Who has the water water jetpack that says, and it starts right now, which you hear at the beginning of every one of our podcasts. <laughs> all that, 12 listeners. Yeah, all, we have 50, I think. We can, start, we can start acknowledging that we have at least 50 people who think this is good enough to keep listening. Or it automatically downloads so they don't know how and to shut And they don't know how to off. shut that off, which is fine. <laughs> so I'm so, sticking with 12. On uh, And then on the kombucha bottle, which is raw and organic, Ugh. it's a picture of Uncle Buck smiling as he threatens Bug with the... So this is a youth group student? A youth group student who realizes how much we love kombucha, or I kind of love it, because she's a faithful listener. Can I just say, I, I mean, you know, the, it's too obviously too early to declare anything, but this girl's on her way to sainthood. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. And you're and you're doing I mean, a heck of a job with her. Yeah, well, well done. She's learning time. everything the right way she from really the second Beth Hughes minister of the diocese. <laughs> the two, the tag team right here. Cool. Okay, so we're gonna. Oh, open you gotta up. shake that up. Yeah, first. I'm, I did shake it a little. You got bit. a lot of particles floating around. That's in there. disgusting. It is. Well, we don't know. It looks better than the other one. Usually, the other one has like a lot of like sediment. It's like they wring out a tree or something. That's and not, just I think that's fill just the way the bottle looks. Are you sure that's the... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's just the... Because it's at the top, too. It's it's lukewarm, too. It's not lukewarm. It's 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 a little bit... It's 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 cold. It's I it's would not, say it's... It's not it's cold by any means. 60 degrees. Like Luke Skywalker? No, moment? it is room temperature. The, the blue milk? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, John McQuaid is going to be run out of house of home because he keeps giving us money every time we mention kombucha. So thank you, John. You mean kombucha when we mention kombucha? Wait, we don't get a dollar for every time we say it. So as long as we say it once, we're good. My name is not Quaid. Oh, this is this is real kombucha. Oh, great. How, how would we describe the smell to our don't 12 smell listeners? it. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh. <coughs> Oh, you want to smell it too, Clover? <laughs> smell it, Clover? It smells like bad prune juice. It smells yeah. like, it does smell like prune juice. If that's a way to to help our listeners understand. This is a bad prune right juice. It's a As opposed to that delicious tea. prune juice that you just like, take <laughs> in and you just. You want to try some, Clover? Ah, refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> Gluten-free, non-GMO, no preservatives, no colors. I don't want I feel this. like I need a chaser for this. Well, luckily we do. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that in a second. All right. All right. Bottoms up, gentlemen. Oh, to the Trinity. To the Trinity. Oh, that's got crust in it. Look at look at this stuff floating in mine. Oh, it looks like a. Uh, it tastes like stale apple cider. That's exactly what it tastes like. I feel like if it was cold, it'd have a little bit more appeal. No. Ugh. It doesn't make it's a difference. It's just mushrooms. This is disgusting. It tastes, you want more? No. You want any more? Ugh. No, 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 thank you. Ah! This was uh, black tea. It has prebiotics and probiotics. I'll what finish it. What about postbiotics? Yeah, well, that's, Father uh, Sean's <laughs> going to finish it. While Father Sean is finishing it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Joe. Open that in the microphone. What we Joe just opened is we look for this cranberry sprite. However, Nolan, we found something better: a Mountain Dew holiday brew. Did we get paid for that? Saying Mountain Dew? Yeah. Who's gonna? (laughs) I'm not gonna mix that with the kombucha. No. Well, I'm pretty sure the flavor Joe would drown it. Okay, well, I, what, what, is the, what is the flavor in that, though? Well, right, we're we don't know. We didn't try it It's all Christmassy. It's all Christ. I see a lot of so red. Can, so it's going to taste like pine? So what, what am I looking at? I'm looking at uh, some high fructose can you read? corn syrup. Lots of high fructose corn syrup. Some concentrated orange juice. Ugh. Quote, natural flavor. <laughs> I'm still drinking the kombucha. Uh, Disgusting. Calcium, disodium, something. 
brominated vegetable oil. Oh, Abadah. It's the only kind of vegetable oil I drink, actually. Because <laughs> we're among, all a bunch of bros. Uh, among other things. All right. Well, let's figure. Let's so, drink so this. So the kombucha is all natural. The Mountain Dew is not natural at all. It's just chemicals. It's low sodium, though. That's good to know. It's 290 calories all for right. one bottle. To washing away the kombucha. Cheers. Cheers to the Trinity. To the Trinity. Nolan, we wish you were here. I wish I was there to see this live too, but it's not that bad. Close thing. It tastes great. It t- it tastes like strawberry soda. Yeah, it tastes like kind of like, like the strawberry. It, t- it tastes like the cold red. Yeah, it like tastes a, like, like a, a milder punch. version of cold red. Yeah, it's a milder version of. Co- it's you're it taking t- out some of the code. It tastes like the coming of Jesus. So oh come, all ye faithful. Joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Mountain Dew. <laughs> so speaking of Christmas, maybe I, Christmas. I'll, I'll save this story for when uh, Tilo comes, actually. Oh, speak, speaking of Tilo. Speaking of Tilo, she just walked in, but do you want any more of this? Tilo, try some of this kombucha. Kombucha, I, I just made this. Do you mind if I drank from this? Not really. All right, I drank from this too, but you could drink from the other side. That's my chocolate-covered pretzels. Oh, uh, I'm going to take those and give pretzels. them to Megan for Christmas. Okay. Pretzel, I just made it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tilo's trying it. It's not terrible, but it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not terrible, but it's not good. Why? You have to finish it. That's part of the process. Finish. Trust it. the process. Did you finish, Did you Trust finish the your process. story? No, we I'm gonna listening. wait. I'm gonna wait till Tito's on the segment. All right. Well, I have a story um, to then lead into our second segment. Uh, I've been playing Nolan this game called HQ. Have you heard of it? No. Headquarters. So essentially, yeah, headquarters. Essentially, every day at three o'clock and nine o'clock. Scott Wazowski hosts a game that you log on. It's a thing you could Mike uh, Wazowski. You could log on to your phone, and it's called Always HQ. Watching. And they oh, they give away fifteen hundred dollars every time you play, or sometimes fifteen thousand dollars. How do you play? You get you sign up. You get ten seconds to answer a question. You have to get twelve questions right, and then you win a certain amount of money. Nice. Um, so all that to say, it's been a blast. I have fun. First time I saw Star Wars on Monday. First game I ever played was the Sunday before I saw Star Wars. And as soon as I log on, there's like 500,000 people that are playing. And there's just comments that are going back and forth really quick. And as soon as I log on, I'm like, I wonder what these people are writing about. And I look and I see the spoiler. No. So it was spoiled for you? Uh, Yes, it was. Yeah, they said Jar Jar Binks dies. They, yeah, they talked about Jar Jar Binks. So with that being said... Yeah, but the, but the big reveal was finding out that Jar Jar Binks was really Snoke. Yeah. Or Snoke was really Jar Jar Binks. Bless you. Misa, so confused. <laughs> <laughs> note, note to all the listeners, do not mix kombucha and Mountain Dew. I know, I feel like I should drink the kombucha to counteract the, the fa- Father Sean feels Dew. crazy. But... So with all that being said, we're going to come back with the best youth minister on Long Island to talk about The Last Jedi. And we will spoil, we will spoil Star Wars. So if you have not seen it yet, this will probably be released sometime in mid-January. So if you have not seen it by then. And, and in, case it's, in case it is, you know, released in a couple of days, Father Sean will put it in the show notes when to, uh, when to skip out on it if you haven't seen it yet, right? Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because he's so, a sweetheart. Aw. And then if, if you're skipping this, the third segment, you'll have the second best youth minister on Long Island joining us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Untitled Catholic Podcast, episode 21, our Christmas extravaganza here with 
the best youth minister on Long Island, Mr. Michael Clawberg. Claude, address our 10 listeners. Uh, <clears throat> to the 10 listeners, it's just a pleasure and a privilege to be here with these fantastic, fantastic people. Um, I the call, I called strong with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I called Claw yesterday because I knew I would be out here. He'd be some somewhere near the area. I don't necessarily know how Long Island works. Um, but Claude was gracious to come out here. And as I asked him about the podcast, he admitted that he had not even known that we had this podcast. But he liked us on Facebook. So, Clover, Clover, did you know what a podcast was before today? Uh, I kind of did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when you're this old, you don't know much about podcasts, you know? <laughs> he said, well, I'd listen to it, but I don't know how to find it. So. But now you have an iPhone, Clawberg, so we can help set it up for you. This Science? is fantastic. <laughs> Wait, Science? let me just say this. Let me just say this. The fact that you're here makes it uh, – it, it's it's important because there was a good chance that Monsignor McDonald was going to be on the po- podcast and know about the podcast before you did, Clawberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows about it. There I was a really good it. chance. You're not getting anyone into heaven with your – Podcasts. <laughs> I hope he's at least praying for it. Yeah. I, I, would, I would, I would love to ask my senior McDonald. Did you see Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have, I don't have time for laser swords. <laughs> I just want them to get to heaven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the force is strong with Jesus. He rose. <laughs> who cares about Yoda? Yoda, who is? What is a Yoda? Maybe Yoda is a priest. For the next ninety minutes, we will reenact Star Wars as Monsignor McDonald. <laughs> you know what? Forget about the whole spoiler alert thing. I've been carrying it for a while. <laughs> So that and then instead of Chewie going, he would be like that. <laughs> <laughs> those are like porgs. The porgs. Like porg. porg. <laughs> I I thought it was one of the best Star Wars movies I've ever seen. I, I agree. I wholeheartedly heartedly agree with that. I hundred percent agree. Although Spaceballs, I thought that was very, very close to the Star Wars trilogy. Episode six, the Spaceballs. The Schwartz. That was that was right after Rogue One, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nolan, I, I actually, it's been like a roller coaster just thinking about this movie. I left the theater very torn. The next morning, I was like legitimately angry about some things about the movie. And the more I think about it, and the more I talk to people about it, I actually think I love it. <laughs> so, so oh, man, it's torn. Like, wow, like did I had a perfect question. He just ruined it by doing whatever that was. It definitely merits a second watch. I see. I can't wait to see it again. I've seen it twice, but I did fall asleep the second time because I I saw it at like ten o'clock at night. What were you torn about, Nolan? I think, okay, so I think the reasons I didn't love it right away is that, number one, they left a lot of things unanswered that I was expecting to get answers for, specifically okay. Snoke's identity. This, the other thing, it was just, it was so very different from other Star Wars movies. that, And I, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I especially now think that's a good thing. It was a necessary thing. But, like, Anytime you thought they were going left, they went right. And anytime you thought they were going right, they went left. It was just like the the typical things you'd expect from a Star Wars. So that was kind of like jarring to me. But that was the best part. J.J. Abrams made it so that everyone would like it because it would be just like the old ones. But Ryan Johnson had guts, and he turned everything on its yeah. head. And it was like all these things that they set up. Because I'll be honest, at The Force Awakens, I was mad that there was like this mystery surrounding Snoke. And right. I was mad about Ray's parents. And then this one was just like, you know what? You all do people that were excited to see this. Well, it's not going to happen because none of it means anything. And I was like, finally. Because any plot twist they would have done would not have been good. Think of it like if she was, if she was um, 
uh, Obi Wan Kenobi related to him, that would make every that would make a whole group of people mad. If she was um, uh, Ben Solo's brother, or or Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. or sister, whatever. It's right. the 21st century. Um, a, a sc- <laughs> but it was it was brother? a galaxy long ago, though. Yeah, but this is the 21st <laughs> century. Uh, but actually, I uh, someone had a really cool. You know the uh, the apologist uh, Jimmy Akin. Yeah. For Catholic yeah. Answers, he had a great take on on Ray's story. So um, Snoke says in that that scene that um, Kylo became so powerful that someone on the light side had to rise up, and he thought it was going to be Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker said that he cut himself off from the, from the Force during the time period that Kylo became so powerful. Right. So that's why Rey was risen up. So even though she's comes from nowhere, quote-unquote, what's cool about her is that she is actually a direct result of Luke Skywalker cutting himself off from the force. So is Luke Skywalker like St. John the Baptist and <laughs> Rey it, it, it coming for the preparation? She's Jesus? Of, yeah, if you want to think of it in that way. Prepare ye the way of the force? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare ye the way of the force. Claw. How like how would you adapt? Would you adapt Star Wars into like a Life Nine or something like that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's there's so much symbolism in it that you can really connect to leading teens. I mean, even what we just talked about this these unanswered pieces. Well, sometimes you know we don't always get the answers from God or the answers that we want. You know, we think that we want, and sometimes we have to wait patiently to get God's answers. So I think even with the Star Wars. Some of the friction that some of us are talking about is this whole idea of having things unanswered. Sometimes in our lives, we got to make sure we really focus in our prayer life. So yeah, I could see this being a nice connection. Number one youth minister online, <laughs> Mike Clubber. Take notes, Tilo. That's how you do Take it, you baby. Vitalizing the spirit already. I know. <laughs> Look at that, Lizzie. Of course, you're going to lead teens closer to Christ. That's how he starts every sentence. <laughs> Michael Clubber's license plate is Life Team. Yes, it is. <laughs> Michael. Why don't you tell the tell the listeners how they can subscribe to Life Teen right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to start by buying me a burger. I don't know. How yeah. that. That's how we started off. You know? <laughs> what, we, we can't get you a round of kombucha. <laughs> yeah, it's a I'm passing a kombucha. You want to try yeah. it? Nah, nah. All right, really, a pack of kombucha. It tastes like if if you were to leave mushrooms in the fridge for a year. <laughs> And you drank the liquid that came as a result of the mushrooms. That's kombucha. Oh, very, very it's, tasty. It's, it's very delicious. Tasty. Yeah. So back, back to what I was saying before we started. Well, Tilo hasn't seen it, and she's in the room. If I spoil this, she doesn't know what we're talking about. She wouldn't know Luke Skywalker from Pope Francis. <laughs> that doesn't make her a very good youth minister, then. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I would try to Pope. There's a big say, poster of no. Pope Francis in the room that we're right. in. Know Luke that's Skywalker. Skywalker. But she doesn't know. She room. doesn't know Luke Skywalker from Cardinal Sarah. Okay, he's, that's Skywalker a better one. From a that's a better one. Of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you didn't listen to our advice, stop listening now. Well, we already you already should have stopped listening. Yeah. The but, spoiler horn would have already alerted you. The the second I signed onto this HQ game, there was just people constantly just writing Luke dies. Luke dies. Oh so no. Like, what kind of person are you? That you sign on to this game and that you just try to st- spoil Star Wars for people. But uh, let me ask you a question. When Luke died, and then didn't die. Were you like, oh, they were just making that up? What? Because uh, Luke dies in the movie, and then you realize that he's not dead because he's a hologram, and then you think he's still alive. Yeah, but then he dies again. Yeah, wait, wait. Can, so- I just, can I just cut in for a second here? Yeah. I knew from the get-go it was a hologram. You did? Then I said it's not a hologram because he had dust come off of him. So I was really confused. I'm like, I really thought it was a hologram. from the Not from the get-go. Not When they started shooting him. You're like, all right, he's still alive. He's got to be a hologram, right? I mean, everybody in the world thought that, right? But when I thought he was a hologram before, he had dust come off. How does he do that? The Force? I don't know. For all we know, yeah, Luke's apparently dead, but maybe he's not dead. I think he's going to be like Yoda now. All yeah. we saw was yeah. his cloak go, and he disappeared. Who knows? Maybe he just jumped into the water. Yeah, maybe he's just... <laughs> just a little swim. He's so the next time water. we see Luke, he'll be naked. <laughs> naked, swimming in the well, water. Well, fa- Father Sean, he and I, we were in the same... We watched it together. We were sitting next to each other. And you you saw my you guys share visible disgust no, when didn't. I thought that Obi Wan initially died. Like I literally said, "That's how he dies," <laughs> and like audibly in the in the movie theater. And I think 
a lot of people share the same reaction. But the reaction minutes later when we see him on this planet floating like yeah. Ra- like Rafiki in <laughs> in the in the Lion King. <laughs> I, I I don't remember the last time I jumped out of my seat at a movie. I started screaming. I started screaming in the theater <laughs> to the point where I had, my voice was hoarse. The people went like nuts. <laughs> mm, sounds expensive. Uh, the pe- the people that we were with went nuts. Like the like not the people that I just knew. Although shout out to the guy that sat next to Father Ralph. He came in by himself, shook his hand, and we're like, well, now we're friends. And I was like, oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> then he said, yeah, I'm not weird. And I was like, oh, if you have to say you're not weird, you are weird. <laughs> I wonder if he's Note one of the 12 self. listeners. <laughs> I doubt it. That Note guy didn't self. look if like he was If you have to say you're not weird, you're weird. <laughs> I guess that makes me weird. But, yeah, I, I went I, – so that part I went nuts at. The part where um, Kylo Ren kills Snoke, I went nuts at mm-hmm. that. That was cool. Or or when when Ray threw him the lightsaber, and he killed the guard behind him with like a a quick activation of the lightsaber into the guy's face. In, in the, the face. In the face. And can I just say, BB-8, top notch performance. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. Just yes. five stars. Oh, and the, and the, Academy Award winning type of stuff right there. I think the the little bird that befriends Chewie and the Millennium Falcon. Ends up becoming one of my favorite uh, Star Wars characters now. The pork thing, the, lo- the little bird thing that was so upset. <laughs> that yeah, thing? that thing. <laughs> I think well, he doesn't give, eat it. Can that we was give hysterical. Out a, a shout out to that like seal that he gets the blue milk from. <laughs> <laughs> is that what? Is that what that thing is? A seal? I, Whatever I it is, it was like a seal just lounging on the rock, and then it just went. And then he starts milking the thing, and it goes. <laughs> and then he looks, he looks right in the eye and just goes, Ugh. and then the face that Luke makes when he drinks that blue milk is the face that we all made when we drank the kombucha. <laughs> Was that the same blue milk that he drinks on tattoo? I hope so. I hope so. Because the way that, that I I was crying, I was laughing so hard when that happened because the thing just went. Come on, how are they yeah, getting that, that kind big... of milk on the desert land of Tatooine? I don't, yeah, I can't but imagine. It's the same color. It was like the same It was color. similar, but it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe it is, but I, I, I can't imagine that thing exists on Tatooine. It's a desert planet. How, how good was Benicio Del Toro? I thought his character was awesome. Oh, I oh. thought he was great. Yeah, it was hilarious. It reminded me a lot of his character in The Usual Suspects, if you've ever seen that movie. Father Sean pretends that he's better than everyone if he goes, if you ever seen that movie. <laughs> what the heck is that supposed <laughs> to mean? <laughs> um, I, I will say, uh, as to what Father Sean was saying, like the director wasn't afraid to go in a new direction and be aggressive with it. But uh, I will say there was like a lot of nods and tributes to past Star Wars movies that the blend was just so awesome. Like I think of like the final planet where everyone escapes to. As soon as I see that huge bunker, the, my first thought was Hoth um, from Empire Strikes Back. And with the little speeders, I thought of like the snow speeders. Uh, like that whole ending scene when you just see them do like the flying V out of the bunker. Like my heart's racing. I had the sweat just dripping. Mind you, it was like 28 degrees when we were watching. It was cold. It was cold that day, and I'm just dripping sweat profusely. It was ah. So I I I I think that I think it's kind of funny right now because the maintenance guy came in and put garbage bags in our garbages, and right now the same things happen in Nolan's office, (laughs) and he has his thing on mute, which I think is hysterical because our maintenance guy was obviously a lot quieter than. the maintenance person. I bet he listens. There. That's why. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He's an Uber driver, and he's got some oh. funny stories. But um, so uh, I think <laughs> that that part in because I was like, why? Why did they say they? they remember they're in the 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 the, the, the what's it called foxhole, and they're mm-hmm. ready. And the guy like puts his hand on the dirt and licks his finger. He goes, "Oh, it's salt." And I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like a salt as conductor, and they're gonna electrocute everybody in those things." And then when I saw it a second time, I was like, he said that because he wants to make everyone know that it's not snow. So it's not hot. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I just like this. I'm, I'm, I'm talking in terms of like scenery and stuff. 
Yeah, no, but I feel like he did it to look that way and then said it's soft to make it be like... Oh, yes. Yeah, do you, would you guys agree with that? Yeah. And I thought the flying V was a direct shout-out to Emilio Estevez. Emilio! <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that he tributed almost... You know, at least the, from the original trilogy, in a lot of different ways, there was it wasn't like the Force Awakens where it was so clearly a New Hope all the way through. Like there was bits and pieces of of every movie, but he went a different direction in every scenario. You know, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just like uh, you know, just a straight tribute. It was it was bringing up themes and and moments from those other movies and then going in a different direction. It was like a fan who could finally make his own version of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. I agree with that statement. Well, I have to say, I agree with my, uh, my Kellenberg brother here, you know, from St. Anthony's, uh, when we're talking about this stuff, because one of the greatest things that I felt in the movie was, and I can't believe you guys haven't said it yet, I'm very disappointed in you guys, um, I nearly lost my breath, I needed an AED, the popcorn sucked into my mouth, I almost died actually, because I gasped. At the moment, Yoda came into the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yelled during that moment, too. I was just like, <gasps> and all the popcorn. <laughs> and I almost died. It was amazing. You almost needed so less rights. You should have seen it with me. I could have anointed you. I was actually with four other priests at the, at the movie theater. The best part of that was Claw referenced Joe as his Kellerberg brother because he didn't know his name was Joe. I didn't know his name was Joe. I just want to make sure. I was just, yeah, right, right before he says that, he looks and goes, Joe, Joe, your name's Joe, right? Joe, Joe, Joe your name's Joe, right? <laughs> and, and, and his defense, in his defense, we met when I was like late high school, early college, uh-huh. and, the, and youth ministry, you meet hundreds and That's right. potentially thousands of kids. You can't memorize everyone's That's name. That's what I'm talking about. I have about a hard right time memorizing all my students' names half the time, so I don't blame him. Thank you, my man, my man Skywalker Joe over here. <laughs> Clover, I don't mean to be technical, but it's actually Jose. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I would say is I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Well, that's maybe that's pretty harsh to say, but since Leia in real life has passed away, I feel like they could have just had Leia pass away in this, and it would have been a natural progression. They must have had some scenes done, right, for the next one maybe already with her in it. Maybe. The next movie's gonna start with her funeral. I bet. It's supposed to take place. It's supposed to take place years after. Anyway, it's not supposed to be directly after. I don't know. I heard uh, the rumor is it's gonna take place between like five and ten years after this one. So they could very. And when is it supposed to release? In another three years? Uh, I think two years. Right? Two. Every other year. Yeah, the Han Solo. The Han Solo movie will be coming out next year, probably. Which I have no interest. Me neither. In seeing. Because, I mean, I probably will, but it's 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 of course riddled. You, you don't want to see Glover with as a uh, Lando Carvizian. It's the, that, that, I've learned a long time ago that the actors don't matter. The fact that this was rewritten so many times, the fact that directors quit and Ron Howard came in, and then a buddy of mine was saying that they're not sure that the guy who's playing Han Solo could even act. I don't know if that's true or not. I, that's what. So what are they going to do after? Well, he's only got a Phil Harrison nine. Ford shoe, so. Yeah, that's no that's no small feat. Um, episode, after episode nine, they're gonna do um, like new trilogies that have nothing to do with what we've seen, right? Isn't that the rumor? That's the rumor. They get like way into the and future, then no Skywalkers or anything. Do it, do a ten, eleven, and twelve. I don't even. I don't even think they're gonna do the Roman numerals anymore. It just be like a Star Wars esque type story. That's when it'll start getting stupid. Yeah, it'll it'll uh, be I, I, it'll be more. a recent have, time ago in a galaxy far far away. <laughs> <laughs> I have no faith in J.J. Abrams. Why? J.J. Abrams cannot close the deal. Well, he's going to have to. We'll have to say that for another podcast. He's, I, I, I think if he were smart, he'd let Ryan Johnson dictate everything to do. No, it was pride, though, and money. I'm glad they fired Colin Trevorrow. That's exactly what Claw was thinking, right? Yeah, I also think JJ might just subscribe to us, so we probably lost another subscriber. <laughs> that, but that's a whole other story. We tend to alienate a, a whole audience. All right, on that note, back for round three on the Untitled Christmas Spectacular podcast. Star Wars <laughs> edition. <laughs>
And we're back. Segment three. Father Sean, you, you're texting, but why don't you focus a little bit and ask a question they are going to ask. I don't have a question. You were supposed to lead this I segment. have a story to oh, tell. Oh, tell the story. So, and I, I want to tell my version of the story, and then I want Tilo to tell her version of the story. Okay. A.K.A. the second best youth minister on Long Island. Yes, but maybe the very best. well be the, the best. best soon. Sooner rather than later. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Claw, if Either Clawberg's going to retire, so which <laughs> makes you the best, or in his old age. Or he's, he's going to become one up. with the force. Right. Or, Claw, you you could train Tilo like Luke trained Ray. I will say this. Justin and Father Sean talked about this Tilo girl forever. I finally met her for the first time. I was so impressed that I would go out on the diving board and say she's probably one of the most talented youth ministers we have in this diocese. She's going to do great things. You guys, good That's luck. Scorching hot take right there. <laughs> wow. Where was the diving board? What are you talking about? The diving board of life. <laughs> Thank you, Tila. Like I said, very talented. And knows to save the veterans. And Clawberg, just to put you on the spot real quick, if you had to pick one Magaldi oh, to spend your really time with, who would you pick? Well, you know, this is a, a very good question you bring about. <laughs> sometimes in life, Easy Yoda. <laughs> there's just some questions that just can't be answered, that you have to take some time to pray about and see what the Lord calls. But as a father who loves his children equally, I would say that, that as a, as a, the answer to that question would be, there is no answer. You guys both as my fellow brothers. I want to ask Good a answer. couple of questions. Okay. In regards to that, <laughs> when was the last time Justin picked up a phone call the first time that you called? The first, he didn't have to call you back. You called and he answered as you were calling. When's the last time that happened? Actually, I think the last time I called, he answered. Yes. And told me, Claw, I got to call you back. <laughs> it took you a little bit. But we, he did. He did follow suit with that. And we did actually have a conversation. But yes. Normally, he's, but he's on the road. He's busy. He's doing things in the world that maybe Monsignor Mathala wouldn't agree with, but we know are good things for him to do uh, and obviously, you know, survive in the world today. Thank you, Claw. You're welcome. But, but does that mean I'm not doing things that are important when I answer? Am I not busy too? I will say, um, out of all my priest friends, uh, there are some that are very good and some not so good. Um... <sighs> Father McCartney, not so good. Uh, Father Sean McGaldy, probably the best. Uh, so I have to say that you, being a, a Catholic priest, being a very busy guy, uh, do find the time to uh, not only pick the phone up when I call you, but also get back to you uh, to me when you say you are. And that there is something that is very honorable about that. But I also think that there's honorable things that Justin has. And uh, he will do some pretty crazy things that I think necessarily you wouldn't do. So I think everything evens out. Yeah. It's not maybe not so much that I wouldn't, but I can't. What a diplomat. True. <laughs> yes. That's not what yes. the text he sends me says. Uh. <laughs> All right. So yesterday, uh, St. Patrick's, the church that I'm at, had uh, its annual Christmas party. <laughs> and I was excited because I didn't have the 1210 mass. So I was like, all right, this is great. I could come right at the beginning of the party. Because usually I'm late to it because I have the mass, so I come around like 45 minutes to an hour into it. But I had to go to the cemetery for the funeral that I went to. We have a parish cemetery. I went there. So when I came back, I was a little bit late, and there wasn't really too much food left. So I, I grabbed basically what I could, the, the best pieces of, of what was left. And I came into the dining room, and I was trying to see where I could sit because it was pretty crowded in there. As I was walking, there's a big Christmas tree in the dining room, just to let you know. And Tilo was sitting very near to the Christmas tree. And like I said before, yesterday we had confessions from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And there was a woman who, who works here who was going to bring her uh, niece and nephew and, and go to confession herself. So she was joking around about whatever. And I said, oh, don't worry. I'm only going to give you one Hail Mary, blah, blah, blah. We were joking. And as I'm joking with her, I'm trying to walk to find a seat. And I honestly don't know what happened. But the next thing I know is that the plate 
comes flying out of my hands. And pasta and chicken go all over the floor, all over the poor assistant principal's back. (laughs) But most of it, most of it went into the Christmas tree. (laughs) And I felt so bad because the lady who cleans, who was the one who recommended kombucha, um, got up and started cleaning. It was her day off, and he, she was literally just here for the party. And we found pieces of chicken and pieces of pasta in the tree hour an hour after everyone tried to clean this up. We just kept finding stuff, and there was sauce all over some of the ornaments and the lights. <laughs> it was like it looked it looked like a murder scene, but the pasta <laughs> instead of blood. Now, how would how would you add to or subtract from? What would be your version of the story? Okay, um, so basically, exactly how it went down <laughs> was my perspective. I went in to said rectory dining room, and <laughs> I got my plate of food and I put it down next to a chair, who was next to the assistant principal. So I go in, and people are saying hi to me. So I go over, I say hello after putting my plate down. Then I finally get a chance to sit down, but I don't scooch in my chair. So I sit down, and I see Father Sean from, like, the corner of my eye walking behind me. Now, this is the point where he's having the conversation with the person at the table. And he's talking, and... (laughs) All I hear is like a thump on my chair. (laughs) So he tripped on my chair and (laughs) not even kidding, flew into the Christmas tree. So it was just, it wasn't even like a little bit of food, a little bit of pasta. It was everything on his plate was no longer there anymore. I, it was like I felt like I threw it yeah, in yeah. there, but I don't. I don't remember bumping into the chair. You hit like my I, chair. I couldn't figure out how all of a sudden this plate was out of my head. Right. And, but it, did he it make like a noise? I no. I don't remember it happened so fast, but I just I ran into the Within kitchen. Seconds. Got, paper towels and then the cleaning lady said everybody out of my way and I'm like okay goodbye <laughs> she's pulling pasta out of the Christmas tree yeah there were like ornaments I mean yeah and then there was one person who wouldn't let me carry my plate when I was coming back in right to which I said if you don't let me do it now I'll never be able to do this again <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the best part about it was he sat around the table and he said, everybody's just glad it was me and not you, <laughs> which I thought That's was really good. true. You so. call it out. Well done. Yeah. And a woman in the parish also made uh, pasta ornaments today. Oh, <laughs> was that? That's why I got that? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Um, it was glued together pieces of rigatoni with glitter on that? it with a string. But that was made for me because made I did that? Made for you. Who yeah. made it though? Uh, someone in religious ed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a real stupid question, and I don't know. This hearing this whole story, it poses to mind, uh, you know, a very very deep thought in my mind. Um, the three second rule. So if it hits the tree and didn't hit the Five. floor, can you eat the chicken? Can you eat the chicken off the tree, but not the stuff that falls on the floor? Like, was it still eatable at that point? Or is everything like you don't eat it anymore? It's all out. At that point, so many people were pulling it out of the tree. It was it was just over. Okay. I right. just went and got more food. There was only a little bit left, and it was really like scraps. But I deserved scraps at that point. <laughs> it was also like not on the tree, but... In, it was in, in the tree. It? it was in the tree. So it wasn't it was... a real tree. It's a fake tree, but it was in there. Deep, right. deep in there. Like you might find some next year it. too. Yeah, there's a, good, there's a good chance that as we put the tree down, there will be a piece of pasta still in there. I think someone left sauce on the lights to deliberately remember the moment. Well, there was a, there was a. That's what you just say. That's nativity. what you just say. That's a, it's a long-standing Italian tradition to have pasta in your tray. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never heard of that? Of being racist. 
<laughs> I wouldn't trust a Christmas tree without but, pasta in it. <laughs> but that that is to say that um, all of us make mistakes and that sometimes we need to go to reconciliation to be cleansed of those mistakes. Hashtag where's the homily? Hashtag where's Longest the homily? Longest segue ever. <laughs> hey, nice segue. You should you should actually use that for your Christmas homily. That'd be great. Well, I could have used it the day before when I preached about going to confession. Oh, or maybe um, maybe maybe I, the I, last I, Sunday of the last Sunday of Advent, which is really right up to uh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. You so have you have two hours confession. to go to confession. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so last week uh, Tilo texted me that she had gone into um, the eighth grade in the religious set and was like, "These kids want to go to confession. What are we gonna do?" And I said, "Well, it just so happens that um, we're gonna have confessions as a parish that day, so you can just bring them over." So I have to say, I will say something nice, and it'll be recorded in cyberspace and forever remembered that I, I said this nice thing about Tilo. I am very impressed because she went over to the school and got how many kids? 35. 35 kids. 35 eighth graders there at <laughs> night for religious ed to come over for confession. And she stole one of your stories, Nolan. So I'll let her tell Ooh. them. I'll tell you, tell the people what she said to them, which is what you, you said. You told to the her. story about the guy with the big orange head. <laughs> so before you tell that story, I told the um, uh, "Don't Stop Believing" story. Oh, nice! To a group of people at Stony Brook, and one girl was like. Wow, what a coincidence that that was all been, and I was like, it wasn't real. <laughs> she got kicked out of Newman Club because of that. She's actually not a student. She was just visiting, so that's good. But anyway, what did you what did you tell the eighth graders? Okay, so Nolan said this on the senior retreat, which I went to um, for Holy Trinity. But um, so you said there was a man on his way to confession and that man's friend said why do you need to go tell your sins to a priest doesn't god know everything about you and doesn't god know all of your sins so why do you have to just go and say them so the man says back to his friend um i don't god doesn't need to hear my sins i don't need to tell my sins to a priest but i need to hear my son you are forgiven mm -hmm. so i really love that yeah, story. story and they were all like staring at me like Even was, though those aren't actually the words of absolution. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that really impacted them. So thanks, Noah. You're welcome. Yeah, that's a true story. As a friend of mine, it was actually, um, I think he was going to a, a Bible study that he, he didn't realize was not a Catholic Bible study. And when he showed up, he was late because he was going, he had just come from confession. And they got all over his case about it. Like, you know, why would you do that? And he's like, he was like, it was a total moment where just like the Holy Spirit put the words on his heart. And he said, uh, he said that he said, I need to hear you are forgiven. And I think that that is so true because I, you know, I just think of the times that I, I've needed to hear the words, you're, you know, you're forgiven for my parents or hear someone say the words, I'm sorry, like how much more that means. When someone actually says, I, it. yeah, and, I, and that, that's what I try to tell people that it's, it's, other than the grace, which is obvious, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop just hear Clawberg breathing at me. <laughs> I don't know what shit you were laughing at. I had no idea. These things are so insulated. I can't hear anything. Like an explosion happened. That um, that Nolan's telling about confession, and all I hear is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Chloe was sleeping, <laughs> and then I'm thinking like, all right, just powered through, just powered through, and then I just lost it. <laughs> I was wondering what you're Wait, to say. This, for this yourself, is our Chloe. serious segment, right? 
Yeah, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that one of the things that I try to explain to people is that obviously the grace of the sacrament is very important, but there's a psychological aspect. Like everything that we do as a church has parts that are like it works in the material world in addition to the spiritual life. Yeah. Like baptism, right? Water washes away sins. It washes away dirt when, when we are dirty. It, it, it gives you new life in Christ, just like water nourishes us and, and gives us life in this world. So all of the symbols, all the things that God gives us the sacraments because he knows we need things of this world. Yeah. But there's that supernatural reality to them as well. And I, I always try to convince people not to just come back, you know, um, when it's Christmas or Easter, or if it's been a long time, like come back more frequently. The more you do it, the better off you're gonna be. There's something so human about confession, about reconciliation. It's so funny because it's so scary for people. It's it's so out of out of their comfort zone, out of the ordinary. But when you really think about it, what it is coming to God personally, like actually getting in your car and driving or walking, you know, that that walk of, you know, not the walk of shame, but um, walking the, the, the walk to get there to confession. It's something so human about it. And so, you know, we, we've all been there with our, our personal relationships and friendships. Why wouldn't it be the same way with God? And that's what I love about it. If some someone said to me once that uh, this um, lady asked him, why do I need to go to a priest for confession? And the priest said, I think that my, my friend said to her, if your husband did something to you and only said sorry in his heart, would that be all right with you? And she was like, no. And, I was, and he was like, well, there you You're go. welcome. That's great. <laughs> two, of the people, two of the people on this podcast are married. How would that go if you offended your wives and, and then you just said sorry in your I, heart? I How can't say sorry out? enough I, in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would work very well at all. But back to confession. I mean, <laughs> I think one of the great things, too, is I think we see that in Scripture, too. I think God understands that encounter experience on how much when you tell someone your sins and you, 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 you tell somebody else your sins, how accountable you are then made really made accountable for that. And I, I actually follow Sean. I mean, as a person who is acting in a crisis working through you, um, for you as the priest, I mean, what kind of experience is that for you absolving people and just being able to you know, help these people uh, once again be in union with Christ. It's like, I, I mean, Tilo saw me after, um, after I was finished yesterday because I wanted to make sure everyone was done and everyone got to where they were going, like the, the, the eighth graders that came. Because um, some of them waited online for a long time because the lines were long um, yesterday. Um, it's just like, it's one of the greatest things. I stole one of the lines, that's <laughs> the quote Monsignor McDonald again. We'll definitely have to have him on. Um, but like he says, like all I want for Christmas is a big fat juicy sinner. Yeah, <laughs> like that, like it makes you. It's so exciting to have someone come in and say like it's been a really long time, and like these things that I've held on to for so long, they're finally forgiven for them. All right. Or like what what brings somebody there? Like I'll sometimes if it's been a long time, I'll ask them, you know, what brought you back? Just because I'm curious, not because I want to make them feel bad. And usually it's some kind of amazing story. And it just like, it would be, and I'm not saying anything that anyone said, I'm speaking in, in generalities, but it's always something like, I, I just started coming back to the church and then I came in and then I heard you guys were having confession and I just felt like it was a sign or it, it's, it, you know, I, I came in or I saw in the bulletin, like, I grabbed the bulletin on the way out and I saw that and it just like it hit me and I realized I had to go or whatever. It's always something that's kind of like it's it's a reconversion process. Um, and then just to be able to tell someone that whatever it was that was bothering them is is done. It's over. It's It's been erased. Obviously, sometimes things happen like and we still feel guilty for them. But. Clubberg's trying to make me laugh, but I'm unflappable. Little does he know, all he has to do is be quiet, <laughs> just zone out and breathe heavy, and I'll lose. <laughs> we were the three of us, meaning, as you know, from one of our most popular episodes, CYMCA. We went to CYMC. What's it? And I don't know. CYMC. CYMC in Arizona, yeah, with Life Teen. And the three of us, me, Clubberg, and Tilo, were coming back playing a trivia game. 
And watching Clubber try to like as the questions were coming, his mouth was like wide open, and he was just like staring at the screen with this like blank expression on his face. And the poor guy was kicking our butts in one round, and then for whatever reason, hit the game froze and it erased the score. Oh. First of all, I'm still like heartbroken over the fact I got crushed by Father Sean and Tilo. Um, and I was in it so many times, it just couldn't get that one question over. But I have to say, without a doubt, fastest plane ride ever. Yeah. And there's something very comforting about sitting next to a priest on a plane, just in case. You know, those quick, you know, <laughs> quick solution on the way down would always be nice. I got you. Are you going back to the conference? Oh, yes. I will be going back. And uh, it's always a great experience. And I actually always go to confession when I go because it's always great because there's priests from all over the world. So I get to go to well, – I went to uh, – a confession to a priest from Germany once. I'm not sure if you understand any words I said, but I got absolved and I felt very good about my life afterwards. It was great. <laughs> well, you don't know what so he got, close, if he got absolved because he spoke in German, yeah. so he could have just told yeah, you to get this lost. This is true. He's probably saying, he I'm not actually really said that. Now I can think about it. See, it wasn't really an absolution. It was really more of a wave off. So maybe you're right, actually. Now I think about it. <laughs> Well, I guess what what what's, what worse can happen, right? Maybe I'll drop my food in a Christmas tree or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Nolan, do you have anything else to add? Well, I do. I have. Uh, I just wanted to point out that this is a first today. This is the first female voice we've ever had on the show. Oh wow! Oh wow! You're a regular Sally Ride. Thank you, Tilo. T- Tilo, Sally Ride, whatever your name is. Are do you listen to the podcast? I have listened before. I'm not very, like, religious about it, I guess uh, is the right word. Okay. But so then I you may time to time. You may not know that we always end every episode with a hard question. Do you oh. know about that? Well, you no. May get, okay. I didn't remember that. No. So Father Sean has a hard question for you, Tilo. And you have to really think about it and be honest with the answer because we're all about honesty. Yeah, and... I, I, maybe we should have prepared you for this, but we didn't have time to do that. So I just want to know, Tilo, as a youth minister, as the youth minister who has to work with me at this wonderful parish of St. Patrick's in Smithtown, a student comes up to you mm-hmm. and a, after youth ministry and says, I don't believe in God anymore. You have five minutes to convince me God exists, otherwise I'm never coming to church again. What do you tell that student? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, amen. Oh! Saved by the final amen, Tilo. Once again. I think she wow, hit a little harmony with me, actually. Because she was like, oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, Tilo, I think you, you turned redder than the Beats by Dre that you were currently making. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. Well, I guess ready to sauce in the Christmas Red tree. He put extra sauce Father Sean, it's, uh, it's, it's too bad you couldn't turn around to everyone and say, and that's how you sauce a Christmas tree. The levitate afterwards and disappear. Drop your spoon and leave. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you, you filthy animals! <laughs> you gotta shoot your eye out. <laughs> now that's that's a shirt. That's a shirt that needs to be made. That's a, that's a, so we have we have how many shirts right We've now? Got we got at least good, ten good, shirt good. ideas. We got ten shirt ideas. Funny, I didn't take you as a for a bagel kit. That's a shirt. <laughs> That's how you sauce a Christmas. Which, by the, <laughs> by the way, I did I did get into a confrontation with a bagel kid at, at in the cafeteria the other day, just like two days ago. <laughs> what did you say to him? I said, "Why are you eating a bagel at lunchtime?" And that's it. 
and, and his friends like uh, jumped all over it. They were like, he does it every day. Did they respond, shut up, Nolan? You smell like soup. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they should have. <laughs> no, maybe he's eating a bagel because he's holy like a bagel. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and now you just, you just heard the last words from Mike Klauberg on this podcast. <laughs> I think it's safe to say Tilo and Klauberg will be back on this. I, I think so. Sweet. I think so. Nolan, any last words? I'm, I'm at a loss for words right now. Sasha Trees, everybody. <laughs> Sasha Trees. Clawberg, Tilo. Hot sauce, man. Hot sauce it up. <laughs> Tomato swag. Remember that? Tomato swag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tilo's got nothing. Follow Sean. Close this thing out. God bless everyone who listened to us. And Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast.